I'm, I'm, what is this? I'm waiting. I'm going to do the intro, but I'm, I want to know what this Oh, <laughs> welcome into Soccer Mom Sunday. Jennifer C's here with JB Anderson, who likes to surprise me with song choices. I, well, this was not, it was not intended to be surprised. This was on the guest to comes top of the list. I just I couldn't was- get it right away. I was like, ding. Ding, what is this song? <laughs> Do, I mean, don't you ever play Name That Tune? Like, I'm bad at it. This is one of those like, <laughs> ding, killers. Yeah. I got it. I have uh, family members who are really, really, one's really good at 80s trivia. One's really good at stuff like this. Me, I'm usually good for that one thing we learned in high school because I was a nerd. So, Which was what? Well, not anymore. I don't remember. But there was something <laughs> about There's Heathcliff. A- there's a- uh, it was I, I and at Lindenwood I came up with the winning answer for men versus women and it was the the damn literary story about Heathcliff and the clip the Moors and it was a sad tale I don't remember now see it's all so, gone so you're saying there's a statute of limitations on yes the thing yes you I could not win that now but I can I can <clears throat> order the drinks and I will go get them at a trivia well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, at a table of six, I will keep that six slot go. open there for the go. beer, the beer runner. So, JB, how have you been, and who have you made mad on the Soccer Dad Pod? I'm just curious. Uh, well, we <laughs> so let's see here. In the last week or so, Kansas City still has us as uh, enemy number one. Um, yeah, you know, and it's just like it's not even fun anymore because they've they've dropped another spot in the rankings and. You know, the other day, some high school news came out, and they were trying to rank high school teams, and there was a high school, uh, uh, Rockhurst High School was on the top 25 list. Lindenwood always had to, we had to play them to get past regionals. No, I'm saying like the Rockhurst High School. Oh, out of, high school, out high of school. Kansas, yeah, out of the Missouri, on the Missouri side, and you should have seen the people just flooding like, that, that one's bullshit. Like, <laughs> no, no. You know, and, and there's not one St. Louis team on the list, and I didn't even have to really? say anything. I'm like, look, these people know. Interesting. No, it's interesting. <laughs> so outside of that, no, I mean we've actually been—I would dare say—making people happier. <laughs> we were not as engaging. Just curious. There's yeah, an occasional no. controversy. No, 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 no major controversy. Yet. We've got—we uh, do have a couple guests coming up that I guarantee there will be, um, and it's going to lead right back into our the, the usual suspect content. Uh, high school coaches—they've got—they get fired up. Yeah. For sure, so. especially here. I don't think we know as St. Louisans um, that it's different. You know, I, I remember moving to Denver for my graduate degree and and thinking people were like, it's not a big deal. Like, I was curious as to yep. kind of, and they it was like, yeah, I go here, but it's just not a big deal. And my aunt, who's from Missouri, but lives there now, and she's like, oh yeah, Jennifer, this is not, it's different here. <laughs> it's yeah, not no, that big a deal. It, it is a weird, like, um, we get so embedded, just so ingrained in the, the high school thing, let alone forget about soccer. It's just where did you go, period. Mm-hmm. Um, the, down to things like, uh, here's one of my favorites, uh, it will always be Riverport. I don't oh, care. Oh, I think, yes, I will always God, say Riverport. I'm yeah, sorry, no, God whoever him, sponsors it now. That's what I'm saying. God himself could come down from the heavens, offer a billion dollars to sponsor it. God Amphitheater, I will call it Riverport. Yeah, I would. because everybody knows what it is. Everybody. <clears throat> it doesn't matter who's sponsoring. And I'm sorry, sponsors again. So, But yes. yeah, for sure. And I think also you can apply that to even or even earlier on club, you know, like what club would you play for? Uh-huh. And 
CYC. You know, I went to St. Paul and Fenton, and at the time, we thought we were soccer gods. Yeah, see, those <laughs> of us on the east side of the river, we were all heathens. So you, I didn't know we you got were, to choose between. I was like, they cheap, play soccer. Yeah, we, we we got to choose between knockoff sodas <laughs> and Pepsi because Coke was on the other side of the river. Oh, so. you didn't have parents bring? Uh, my dad was famous for we when it was our turn. Mm-hmm. We'd bring the orange slices, of course, and then he bought bought Vest Soda or whatever yeah. cheaper version Vest. of Vest Soda he could find if there was a cheaper version. <laughs> the cheaper version was called Soda. <clears throat> yeah. And then <laughs> you colors. would put in, he'd guide all the flavors. Like we would have all the flavors. And so like we, if it was our team, you get to put in your flavors. I'm like, I'm going to put two, three black cherry because I want to be sure I get a black cherry. I'm going to put one of these flavors in because lemon limes taste like crap. And then you'd put all the different flavors in. And so I was, I got my popularity on by, it was like, oh, it's Cease's turn. I'm like, bring in all the flavors. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I was a grape or orange. I love those two flavors. And I would just, I would drink water as a kid, which was kind of That was weird. We didn't do that. If it was black cherry. Like, oh. Yeah. Or the cream soda. Oh, my God. Oh, my dad Disgusting. loved cream soda. We had that. You would come in from playing outside yeah. and just chug from the, sorry, it's gross, two liter bottle of cold cream soda. No, no, no. That's why, I mean, our, our, our immune systems were out of this world back then. And dental bills were high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> No, it was fun. You know, the somebody should write a book on the dietary sideline history of uh, soccer matches youth up from orange slices to, God, I see some of them today. I mean, they're bringing out like Costco boxes of like Oreo, you know, individual wrap packages and stuff. I'm like, that's, that's kind of like selling out there. That really is. Or you get the really, my daughter's really health conscious because she has coaches who are health conscious. We had Coach Guns on our episode two that talked about that. And she's very particular about, she knows how to fuel her body. You know, yeah. whereas my seven-year-old's like, I had a bag of chips. I'm like, awesome. That's why you're playing like shit. You're tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those ruffles have ridges and you are slow. Did you only eat half the bag? Because you needed to eat the whole bag. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I mean, the, the whole culture, especially youth soccer, when it comes to all the ancillary things, it's, oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, she. I think Marin sent us to BioSteel. There's some kind of drink that she absolutely... And George came home and he's, he's like, this 12-pack like cost 50 bucks, oh, Marin. He was so mad. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're going to get water. Yeah, that, you, That's the deal. Water, and if you're... I had a, a, a fellow coach at one point, she's like, and... You put in like a quarter cup of your Gatorade in your water so you can balance your electrolytes. I'm like, I'm just happy. My seven-year-old, shout out to Harper's uh, 2016 Lufus team, won the Missouri Rush Tournament 2015 division. Yo, those little girls, city pressed their way into, they were little ankle biters pressing the hell out of, you know, eight-year-olds. And, uh, but she, (laughs) up comes like off the field like she subbed herself off she's like I'm done and I'm like oh my god she's leaving the field and then just bursts out crying she was dehydrated I didn't know she had already previously chugged all of her water so her belly also hurt and she was upset because she had no water and she thought she was going to quote throw up and die and so I had to run over I'm like I can't believe I've gone from coaching and feeling like I was cool to running around the field to calm her ass down and and then steal water like you do from somebody some good parent who brought more water pour some water into her. <laughs> well, you just tell them lean your head back, open your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Remember when you put <clears throat> your pour it from remember a, under from the spouts of the big the big oh, things yeah. you'd put your uh, <laughs> your face. Oh, well, I remember how the end of the hose tasted <laughs> like that little bit of metal. There is only awesome. a certain taste, and I've had my kids. <laughs> 
the ones who have phones and see reels are like, mom, did you guys really? And I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, we right. all did it, which is, you know, why uh, either I'm going to have the best immune system or I'm going to die of something that we'll find out was caused by that yeah, years from now. Gen X is safe. <laughs> We're good. So to recap our last episode, it's kind of cool. We're building up episodes. I just now can only talk about the last one. Jackie Billet was on awesome perspective being the stud player. She was quite possibly the nicest person and simultaneously a player you hated to play. Um, well, you know, being you, a soccer mom. You told her that. I did. I opened the, I thought, let's open the show by saying, I hated you. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> but for the right Check, reasons, please. right? For the it's like, oh my God, it was, we got to play the team with her again, which are all the best reasons. Uh, and then to get the bonus of finding out this is a wonderful human being who is really trying to put her experiences into practice with her daughter. Frankly, in my opinion, she is a great, and she, she doesn't know I would say this, an example of somebody that you don't know is on your sideline that is quite possibly more qualified than the coach who's coaching your people. Oh, yeah. No, we... Uh, License <clears throat> be coach. She, it, like, knows it all. It, it's so funny because... Number one, she was great because it was this like super pragmatic conversation given her lived experience as a player yeah. and as, as a coach at the highest level. And so when she does pass opinion or tells a story about her own kid or her own experiences, it's like there's a frame of reference there that she's a pro. That, that is, that is yeah. a... That's a cancer surgeon saying that's a bad sell. Right. <laughs> you know? And do you know that she's been... A, I, I, she's been occasionally... Then like the right, you know, like we don't we, uh, thank thank you, but we don't need your help. We don't we don't need parent coaches, which I kind of appreciate. But it's like, do you you guys don't know who she is, do you? You yeah. don't. You just don't because you should get her involved. It would be good. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and, and that's one of the things about St. Louis in general. You, on this on every sideline, I guarantee there is someone similar to that. Mm -hmm. Just because the pedigree is so large, so wide, that whoever's speaking the least at a game. Go ask them what's going on, uh -huh. because they probably know that's <laughs> more than everybody else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Spouting off. So it was great to like just get her perspectives and hear what's you know runs through her mind when when her daughter's playing or when she's like she says you know she's like our next guest coming up does a lot of walking miles oh, yeah. at at practices. So yeah, I'm, I was excited about steps, Getting lots of steps. steps. In fact, our next guest has counted steps. I, I think she's recently, I want to welcome in Kelly Nelson, who's, what? how many miles are, you've, you've posted this before. Yes. <clears throat> how, where so, are you at? Basically, when my kids started practicing in 2020 and we were at Lufus and I could do the, the Creefcore Lake walk and it was seven miles, I kind of made a, like a goal, like, I'm all right, I'm going to walk 2,000 miles this year. Ew. Okay. Ew. So... <laughs> Then 2020 <laughs> happened, and I got about 2,200 miles in because oh, wow. what else were you going to do? <laughs> so we were walking a lot. Yeah. So I'm about 1,700, 1,600 right now, um, a little bit behind because it was a really hot August. Get your shit together. God, what are you doing? <laughs> 1,700. Like my car oh my is God. tired after that about far. About six miles a day um, <laughs> is what I'll do because, you know, I've, I have three kids, and I am like the epitome of the soccer mom, and when they're practicing, I'm not going to be the person sitting in the car. 
I'm going to be active too because that's what I, I'm 46 years old. Like I have to like maintain my activity level. I'm asking a lot of them. I'll, I'll, you'll see me out there in winter gear and everything I've seen else you with from my vans <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like, Hey, if you get cold, come in the heated van. I'm right here. Right, right. <laughs> but if I the boys are doing it, then I'm going to do it too. And I'm, I'm going to work it out and make that part of my, my day. So, so Kelly, give us a little bit of logistics. Uh, you mentioned three kids yes. that are playing. Uh, yeah. So you have to go like back. So okay, there's a so, reason you need all that energy because I you and I, I met year ago. Oh God. Oh my so Marin yeah ish and you my kids were going to Goddard in Oakville which is mm-hmm. where you work so you need a lot of energy for preschoolers yes <laughs> yeah so I am the preschool director at the Goddard school in Oakville I've been there for almost 23 years oh my gosh I have um I started before I met my husband met my husband had three kids they all went through school so my oldest is a junior in high school at Marquette I have a middle son, a freshman that's at Marquette, and then a sixth grader who Liam, um, Jen's son, plays with. So we started club soccer. Um, ben did great during like the, that pre-K league, K league, Holy Infant, where we live out in Ballin. Yeah. Um, did great, and it was kind of like, okay, let's step it up a level. So probably 2013-ish, we made the jump into a... Uh, developmental league through through a, a club and did like the Friday night lights, right? You know, like uh, we're yes. there. Is it I mean, is there anything better than Friday night lights with youth soccer? It in, was in so particular? much fun. It was so much fun. And just seeing him thrive in that environment, the downside for him is Ben had a lot of anxiety about playing. Like and he he's was, he's the one who's now a senior. He's a junior. Or yes, junior. Yes. So endure, he and your oldest and my oldest play have actually played together. So, right. so got it. So his anxiety was that he wanted to be with his friends. And so when you're on under the Friday night lights, you kind of get moved around. Right. So, you know, it's like, hey, this is this kid's got some good skills. Let's move him over here. Let's move him over here. So we'd be on four different teams in a two hour period. Mm. And he's way far away from his kids that he wanted to be with. Yeah, his, fr- his buddies. So he was the kid that didn't like to shake hands at the end of the game because he was so competitive because like, Oh my God, <laughs> I love him even more. I went through a period where I was like, piss off. I don't have one. I'm not, not shaking good, hands. Not good, not good game. Yeah, that's how I felt. So I actually, um, Jen's husband at um, Goddard, we had a lot of conversations about that. And he was like, you probably need a smaller club. Like just, yeah. just something that he's going to feel like he has um, a little bit more control over his environment, knowing that he wants to, to develop, but not at that rate. You know, like we don't need to be constantly looking for someone better than him because if you're better than someone else, then you're pushing someone else off of a team. And the whole team camaraderie kind of is jeopardized for that. So we went to a smaller club. I had a great time. Um, then the age switch happened where they oh, kind of right. realigned I remember everything that. from the school year to birth year. Yep. So we found another small club. He was with that club. And actually, we were, we were considering going out to Oakville United because like, I worked there. I knew Jen. I knew George. I knew Scott Hannock. Uh, and it was like, am I really going to work in Oakville, go home to Baldwin? I remember this conversation. And then come all the way back to Oakville two or three nights a week. Like, no. Yeah, that's figure eight. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be doing like that. I, I think we're okay. So I we, remember when when it was kind of like, no, he's not going to play, and Scott explaining kind of why, and I was like, oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Why logistically, even though you work here, you don't live in right. Oakville. Right. So we Do ended you, up playing 
for an Ajax team that was like Oakville United's biggest competitor. So instead, oh, yeah. instead of having, um, you know, like a camaraderie and a niceness, yeah, like we it were was like, kind of like, Ugh, yeah, now I just dropped my kids off. I'm like, I hope they're bad for you today. Got her, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys come to soccer naturally? Did you or your husband play or, you know, or did the kids gravitate towards it? Multi-sport? So how did that? Yeah, out? I played. I so I actually grew up South City. I went to St. Joan of Arc. Um, it was it's funny. We never had like a select following. Like no one from any CYC schools around us played select. I mean, there was enough competition in the area. You know, Joan of Arc versus Our Lady of Sorrows or Joan of Arc versus Epiphany or uh, select yeah, some was of those were never, throwdowns. Oh, big time and, and always in the city county finals like we would we would be matched up against yeah. seven holy founders or st paul and fenton or you know like those <laughs> it's almost like the high school thing when right it comes to i mean it was soccer. like i remember with, I, we with had a, more beer on the sidelines <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you and a prayer before and, the game and maybe with your coach <laughs> yeah some of the coaches so when we went, um, my sophomore year, I, we moved out to Queen of All Saints, and my brothers kind of started into the select era. Well, in the meantime, I tried out for my, my high school. I went to Narex Hall, tried out my freshman year, and I got cut because I had no idea, like, how to do moves. Like, I did, we didn't practice that. Right. We didn't know how to, like do a Cruyff turn. Like, what was we it like, like at tryouts though? Were you like, oh my God, what's well, happening? And if, so I graduated in 95 and like elite soccer players like Tori Dolan, Lori Melching, oh um, Carrie Lobb, Liz Passanisi, like these girls oh were like amazing. And I'm like, okay, like I'm working my butt off, but like had no clue. So I got cut and I was devastated. Like it was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I love soccer. I know I can do, I, I know I can do this. And I was really, 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 really shy. So I worked. What? I know. I know, right? I used to be kind of type too. B. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. So I really worked at it and worked with, with just knowing myself and knowing my training and seeing how my younger brothers, what they were doing, I was like, you know what, I can do this and I'm gonna try out and I'm gonna make it because I don't need the moves if I show the hustle. Like if, and I know I probably was so overwhelmed at freshman tryouts and you're talking in February that right. I didn't, I almost shut down. Like I didn't even know, like I didn't know this so I, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to compete. So when you were a sophomore, the, the tryouts were a little different. They kind of knew everybody and knew where they belonged. So it was more game. And in the games, I was effective. You know, like I might not be able to do a drill or juggle, yeah. <laughs> but I could be on the left wing and I could ruin someone's day. You know, like I, I was fast and I had that. So I played my sophomore and junior year, never made it to varsity. But again, like with the, the elite people that I had playing varsity, that, that wasn't really part of it. It was more of that pride for playing for your school. Mm -hmm. So my younger brothers played for Bush, for South County United, for... Um, I think Scott Gallagher before that turned into Scott Gallagher. They Correct. kind of kind of had that pre-merger. Yeah, um, so it was it was always fun, and I loved going to watch their games. I love going to their tournaments, and their tournaments always were during the summer. So we would do like a week in Colorado Springs, and it was a great, a cool tournament. But we turned that into family vacation. We would go up to Minnesota and do Team U uh, the USA Cup. 
you yeah. know, like my younger brother played against England and Pakistan and like all of these things, which wow. was so cool. I mean, these tournaments were amazing. But were they as cool as the Mall of America? I mean, the Mall of America is amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. So I, those were always things that we we did as a family. So um when my kids got to, th to that level and they showed that they had some athletic ability, it was kind of like that was what we knew. Um, my husband played for Parkway South, played for White Star. You know, like I'm already was, judging him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is judging dead him right to me. Now. I've never met him. And he can't he be friends dead with Harper anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so, wait, hold on. You guys are also crazy fans about other stuff too. Football. Oh, Come on, on, say it. All right, go Vikes. <laughs> Viking fans. And and they're oh, they're unapologetic with their their their. The Nelsons are very, passionate. I love it. They're, they're very do you, passionate. Do you fly a flag on your porch? We do. <gasps> oh my we God. used to have <laughs> we used to have a big Viking like inflatable guy that that has been so long. That was actually Jamie's showed up to our turn wedding. Your mic off now. I will. No, there's a follow up <laughs> question. Do you rotate the Viking flag for the Easter Bunny flag for Easter? Um, no, okay, we don't. Perfect. We really only have okay, have the sports flags. Okay. We have a city flag and a Viking flag, so we don't even have cardinal flags. Like, and, and yeah. huge cardinal fans. But yeah, sports flags are one thing. The hallmark flags are the one that I'm like, I don't. I, I just can't. don't get this. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I don't do flags. And we digress. So anyway, so <laughs> when we were in um, in grade school era, we, you know, like we're we're seeing, and Ben kind of was always our guinea pig, our oldest. Um, and it was okay. Well, we like this club. And then Charlie got a spot on the team. And then Zach got a spot on the team. And then it was like, okay. Same we've got, club. Same, same club. club. Yeah, we were, we were all with Ajax. And then 2020 happened and COVID hit and things kind of changed. And Charlie's team decided to make a switch over to, to another bigger club. And um, just because the pathways were more, more um, obvious for him. Charlie's number two. M number two. So at that time was the year that Ben was trapped. And I was like, well, oh, trapped year. let's oh, go I ahead think. and move him too, because it's a bigger club and we have better options to find something. That's how he, he got onto Georgie's team. Yep. Georgie was not a trapped player, but um, we, we, we went on to that. And then Zach is our youngest. And it was like, well, if we're going out there already, twice, right. <laughs> like, let's just well, put mean, all three of them there. Yeah. So much of this is really like family logistics. Totally. And I think yeah. so many people listening to this right now, are, I guarantee are like bobbing their heads like, Oh yeah, you know, not only is it club, which gives you a, a particular location, or some clubs have two locations. Now you get into what day of the week, what time is practice, right. and those logistics are le legit. Isn't it the best though, when you have schedules come out and you're like, yes! They all like, align. Like, like last Same night, it night. was like, 6.15 was Liam, and Harper started at 6.30. I said, I dropped Liam off, then you go do Harper, then you can do a little something, then you pick that kid up. It's like it's like the zen for a parent. Mm -hmm. We're it, not cool. I mean, it really is. It's like the, the little things in life as parents of three, because I have three boys as well, and it's like when those schedules come out, you have you have anxiety for the start of school mm -hmm. for your children. Oh, August sucks. Y you know, you got to figure out <clears throat> carpooling on that side, mm -hmm. and then... God forbid they play on different clubs and you're just like, you're just waiting for the nuclear bomb to blow up on your calendar. Right, right. How, how do you guys as a family, you know, and we'll get back into their pathways, mm -hmm. but since we're talking about calendars, how do you guys like, do you have like a family meeting on, let's look at the week, you know, and, and do you incorporate other things like meal planning and all these other right. things? 
when so you're so I busy. I learned a meal planning tip from your husband, by the way. Oh, the chicken. Something about yeah, the yeah. chicken. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. When my kids bitch about the fact that we still have chicken, I'm like, the Nelsons do it. <laughs> they prepare all this chicken, eat it before it goes bad. <laughs> so we live and die by the Cozy app, and I don't know if that's something oh, that you okay. have, but it's all color coded, and it's like, okay, Zach has this practice, Charlie has this practice, Ben has this practice. This is what's going going to happen. <laughs> this is who's in charge. It's a Kelly or Chris day. You know, oh. like I'll I'll take I'll take Zach, you take Charlie. We've got these things. It helps now that we have a 17-year-old driver driving that yeah. can help um, another, and do things. Yeah, for sure. And we were actually talking, George and I were talking about like all of your your things that have kind of come up. And he was oh, like, man. you know, three years ago, we couldn't have done this. Nope. Like, because we can rely on our, our kids to be okay at a, at a field for half an hour or 45 minutes until we can get to them. And we can kind of rely on Liam, not really. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, He's Zach is the age, same. You know, yeah. Like, uh, like, you can be okay. Oh, your seven-year-old sister will keep you in line. Yeah. But then again, like sometimes you can, like, they'll be lost on their phone for two hours and they're like, what? I didn't eat. Yeah. And then they're starving and about to die. Right. Right. Yeah. So we really do a lot of, of like the cozy up and, and making sure. But the, the chicken trick is basically Chris throws four or five chicken breasts in a crock pot on Monday or Sunday night. He shreds it. And then that can be grilled chicken. That can be with your, with, um, frozen vegetables. That can be with a quesadilla. Like yes. it's anything like Thank throw you. it into pasta. Like you've, you're the world is your oyster you your buddy. Protein. You've got, so, you've got lots of good chicken. Here. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there's no greater kitchen in, invention than the crock pot. Nope. Hands down. Not even, I dare say the Instapot, but I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I, you can do, you can do less harm with a crock pot. And I can find harm. Yeah, I mean, literally thousands of years ago, somebody invented the fork, and they have been put aside by the crockpot. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. So for sure, I I love that. You know, you you said as we sat here and kind of waited to see where we were going to sit here at Circle Seven. By the way, a little shout out to our hosts who are near my house and. feed my family more than I would care to admit and then clean up all the dishes for me and I love them um that we were chatting and you were like I'm just a soccer mom like stop it stop it now you're uber uber energetic person uber competitive person who cares a lot about each of her kids different personalities and different experiences and how lucky are we to have aligned where our oldest are boys and and practically the same age. Mm-hmm. Our second borns have actually played against each other. Mine's a girl, hers is a boy, and they have played against each other in like a friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know, Marin's like, I'm gonna go cream Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, I hope he creams you too. You have a great game. And then our, our third borns are uh, on the same team currently. In mm-hmm. fact, I don't know if you know this, Zach was a huge reason that Liam changed clubs. Once Zach changed and mm-hmm. said, you know, you guys, we both were looking for a different experience. Mm-hmm. Not that we weren't in a great place, Grace, great place with great training, but the system of this bigger club was not fitting our boys. And a huge reason that Liam was in Liam's tick sheet um, in considering moving was, but Zach Nelson's going. So yeah. I think I need to think about it. Yeah. So the, it's funny. I have three completely different kids. Like my mm-hmm. oldest son um, started <laughs> playing defense moved up to a wing and now is playing a, a midfield. And he, he's a lefty, right? And he's a left footed. Yeah. He, but he can play anywhere on the field. I wouldn't mm. trust him at center back, but that's basically the only, because I don't like the way he plays the middle. <laughs> what, what about, excuse me, what about personality wise? Being the oldest, is he a type A? Is he more chill? We, he's Where officer do, Nelson. Like, okay. I mean, it is like we, the, by the book, you know, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. Like even sometimes with his positioning, when he learned, he's learning a new position, he doesn't skew 
skew from a position. No, it's like, this it's is like where no, the coach me to told go. me this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Um, my middle son is a little bit more riskier. Um, he played. This fits all the birth order books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he played at the highest level possible. So um, he played. He was actually, he's very small. He was, um, he's a 2008 birth year, but they moved him to the 2009 developmental player um, because he was in like the eighth percentile of height and weight for his age group. That's so he, third. he yeah. made it into that developmental program um, as a developmental player for MLS Next. Um, truthfully, knowing what we know now, I would have never let him do that. Um, personally, he was on that team and he was on another team. And so he would literally practice three or four hours a night, three or four days a week. Um, he would have practice from five to 6.30 and then a 7.30 to nine practice. We would get homework done. We wouldn't go home because what we're, we would go to bread company. We'd do right. different things. And he never got any playing time on the MLS Next. And they kept citing it as his size, his size, his size. His I can't size. believe they actually, like, I, I, I appreciate that they said it because a lot of times clubs won't say it, but you can see it. Right. It's like, this is a clear reason. I wish you would just tell me my third born is very small right now. Right. right. Just say it. Well, and, and just be honest with him from the get-go. You know, like, he would have awesome practices. They would, they would say, you've... Great tonight, great job, great job. You did amazing. Didn't take a wrong turn on the ball, you know, like those types of things. And then he wouldn't, he wouldn't get to play, like even on some friendlies or or things against like uh, internal teams. And it was like, gosh, breaking his heart. Like just have an honest conversation and just say you're not good enough, you know, like Mm -hmm. because you knew going in that his size was small. Like you, and he was still one of the smallest kids on the 09 team. You know, like he was, even though he was an 08 birthday, right. birth year, um, the, uh, the honesty that was, was so lacking in that. Um, and we tried to take a, like a hands-off approach. Like, hey, guess what? You're a big kid. You need to talk to your coach. And you, you also don't want to be those parents, right? right you don't want to be right. those that, that, that fine line between getting involved in encouraging advocacy right you know and speaking up and also occasionally ages, being a parent being like this is bullshit right you know like, there, there are times as a parent like reward i don't know how him you with a friendly Re- like reward him to put the the uniform on for something like just some just go sit on the bench you or know like something say this isn't a fit right so it was um that was the really really hard time and so february of 2022 we actually drove out to Rams Park and he walked up to the coach and he quit and he um, shook his hand and said I'm done and we both cried the entire way home like it was the most heartbreaking the trip that we've ever had because he was so genuinely done and he they he had gotten beat down just so much and he couldn't take it anymore and it was like the sport at all right at all he hated it he wanted nothing to do with it so ironically he went and started playing basketball (laughs) (laughs) pistol pete come down i remember your facebook post post and i was like good for him like if he's gonna pick an alternate sport pick one where where height matters go get it charlie (laughs) so he started playing three different basketball teams two at very high levels one was uh, cyc the other was a marquette feeder team and one was a parkway rock team both with um at the highest level possible he made the second best feeder team you know like as as a size and all three of his coaches not one time quoted his size as being an issue he was playing a point in a guard. sport where 
it would be acceptable to correct, say that. Correct, correct. When you hear a soccer coach say, you're too small and you're, you're getting, and then you've got a basketball coach never mentioning that as, as an issue. Um, it, yeah. was, it was very hard for him to understand. Yeah, because it, on the soccer side, they do this thing, as you well know, it's called biobanding, right? Where for the kids that are, that are smaller within an age group, they allows them to go down. And I've talked to a lot of people about it that have had kids as well that have been part of the process. It, it's a 50-50 shot as to whether or not it's a good fit because you want the kids playing and you got to get them in there. You know, but this whole idea that any club would say too small without really measuring the individuals on merit is ridiculous because I'm pretty sure Messi's, what, five foot eight? Yeah, you know, and it's, they'll tell you, oh, it's not, <clears throat> a Messi's an anomaly, and and, and I agree, he is. But. Well, well, the other night, Puig uh, out in LA Galaxy versus City. I mean, he was he was the smallest dude on yes. the field. Yes, Just putting you know putting the ball on. And, and I'll go ahead and put my and I'll because I I don't know if you want to talk about it, but this this last year where mm-hmm. our sons were still playing, mm-hmm. they're actually playing together. They're both on JV Marine. They were they were over at Fuse, but. It was a point where they were, you know, entering an age group for MLS Next. Cool. Liam was like, yes, I'm going to be the next awesome messy. It's like, yeah, I got time. So he, but what <laughs> happened was, is that, you know, you've got, you know, it, and it happens at all the clubs. Mm-hmm. But when you look and see, like, who gets, quote, invited and who doesn't, and then you see, like, oh, these players who are in the next flight down from you because they can't match your skill, but they're tall. They're fast. Mm-hmm. They're strong. What are we finding here for soccer? And I had he he literally asked me that question. I was like, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. I, you're a preemie. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you're gonna grow. I don't know how you're gonna grow. I know you spend all your free time on the ball. And he was just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same story in, in a different way. Not with the sport, but I'm done with yeah, this. It was. It was. Well, if let me let me ask you a quick question. Um, when Charlie was going through this. Because <clears throat> it di- it didn't happen in a twenty four hour period. Mm-hmm. This was an accumulating event. How did you guys? You know, what were those car ride rides home like? You know, the six, nine, twelve months. How did you guys manage it to make sure that you know you felt like you were doing the best you could do as a parent, knowing he's frustrated? Right. It was they were hard because he'd get in from practice and he would say hi. It would be like how'd it go? And he'd be like. Oh, I, I played well. Like I, I, I had great turns. I had good runs. I had these things. Um, and he was like, I, I think I'll, I think I'll dress out. I think I'll dress out. And I'm like, all right, yeah, get out there and work your ass off. Like, yeah. and then we had, we would have his, his next practice and he'd, he'd be playing well. And he, he would get frustrated in the, during an MLS next practice, if they took a wrong touch or they made a bad pass, everybody's doing push-ups for, at that time, they would like drop and give me 10 push-ups. You know, like it was, that was a terrible ball. What are you thinking? The game planning, soccer IQ, let's get there. And then he would go to his next game practice and they'd have to do push-ups because somebody pants somebody else in line. <laughs> so he was like, the levels were just so different. Yeah. And so it was very hard for him to manage that too. And like, and know that he was supposed to be somebody, a leader on a lesser team but lesser players are sometimes very difficult to lead. 
Right. Yeah. You know, like, and so he, he was just overwhelmed. It was, it was, and to the point that like looking back on everything, even the game plan was never going to be Charlie's MO, you know, like their game plan of have the tall, big striker and get a three ball to him. who can run out, outrun the defense. Well, Charlie was like a finesse player. Like he was probably one of the highest skilled players could do to all these things. And you put him on any end line and he was going to be able to get the ball away on a 1v1. You know, like, but he's not going to be that tallest, fastest kid that is going to be able to outrun everybody. You know, like, right. he just has so, little legs. So was he, was he cognizant of that? He was. Um, and I think only in retrospect. Um, I think when your eyes get big and you're asked to do something and it's like, hey, that, like, at first, initially, when they said 2009, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, right, are you crazy? Yeah, and then why? it was like the elite status of that and like the way that the club treated the MLS next players were so it was so fantastic you know like they'd have um, team dinners and film days and and workout days and all of these things and it was so great and so I think his eyes kind of got also big like I can do this and look at where I am and then it just petered out little by little by little by little um, to the point that when Zach was Zach is a goalie he's our, my sixth grader we took him He's out of He's a crazy good goalie, by the way. We took him out of that rotation. I mean, I, I had many emails with Ren Herzog and, and with Tom Fuller, who's the goalie coach, and said, don't, we're not there. We don't want that for him. Um, he loves basketball and he loves soccer. And um, he loves basketball. He likes soccer. Let's put it right. that way. Um, as a keeper, basketball really helps his skills, but being goalie training also helps his basketball game. You know, like it, it really works well together. Um, but when we said, you know, don't, I would, do not even put us in that conversation, put us down on a lower team. Can, can you speak a little bit to the whole, uh, you know, because within these clubs, there's the squeaky wheel syndrome, you know, in so much that the clubs are generally reacting to those parents first that are, that are, that are just, you know, the quote, squeaky wheels. And what you're talking about isn't that. You were, you were dealing with specific, it, it, a reality with Charlie in particular, uh, from a physical standpoint, from the playing standpoint, his own frustrations, you know, and then you guys made the decision after the fact. But do you have advice for parents that are, you know, maybe going through some frustrations with their own child's playing time or expectations in so much as how to or when to approach coaches because most parents that are really honest with themselves about what state their child is in or what level they should be tend to be a little bit more laid back but that's not really helping the situation right, right. and it, you know um yes i have advice it's it often goes on deaf ears because sometimes like like with liam and zach's team last year um there were four games in a row that we pulled off in as a victory and kids came off the field crying yes. because it wasn't good enough. They didn't play well enough. They gave up bad goals. They, they were had, 11. They were, they were 11. And um, the parents didn't see that. And I think I could see it because I, like, they're not even having fun. Well, like, you said something, they're winning, remember? Right. Um, you know, George and I would sit back and see these kids walking off the field in tears, and it's like, you won five to three. Like, what more? Why is this an issue? Or you lost a friendly, and a water bottles are thrown, you know, like in, in anger. <laughs> like, okay, hold on a second. Like, 
take a step back because I'm going to be very, very honest. There is such a small number of kids that even on an MLS Next team will ever go further with the sport by the time they get to 17, 18, 19 years old. To pro. Pros. To a pro, yeah. right. Um, as a boy, D1 soccer is a very different level than D1 girls soccer. Um, if there are football teams in a D1 school, then your soccer team is a club team. You know, like Mizzou has a club team. SLU has a D1 program. Um, but when you start going into those private universities, even if they got soccer scholarships, I mean, you're talking, you're going up to Boston University or you're going to Creighton or Dayton and these places are, are very different um, skill-wise and, and the expense of things. Um, so you don't have as many options going into college as a D, for a D1 soccer school. Like, yeah, yeah, because on the NCAA side, on the men's side, these schools get 9.9 .9 scholarships, period. That's it. Whether it's an Indiana University or uh, Appalachian State or whoever, you know. Uh, so and they're, nowadays, those clubs, those teams are carrying 25 to 30 players. A vast majority are walk-ons where the coaches are like, you, you got to be at a certain level, but you're going to be a walk-on because our money is funneling down this way. Right. So as families, you know, that... Er, the earlier the better to like have the conversation the kids don't have to commit but kind of along the lines of what you're alluding to creating your own expectation you know through your child what do they want to do do they want to keep playing at this level do they want to play in college did you guys have those conversations or are you having those conversations? Totally. So I think that that's a very hard balance to understand. Like my 17-year-old is a junior. He's playing Marquette. He's he's starting. He plays for a Lufus team on this in the spring. Likely that team is is dividing up. Um, State Cup week, we found out that the coach wasn't coming back. And great, that's fine. We'll, we'll find another club for him. Um, he doesn't really want to go forward. He wants to go and play, and he wants to be a college student, and he wants to, to go to a school. Now, if he gets like a um, an opportunity to go someplace like a D3 school, D2 school, um, and they're going to pay him to do it, then yeah, we're going to have those conversations. Like, hey, let's go. But like D1 is not in his future. It wouldn't be in his future truly if we're talking about Charlie, who was playing at that MLS next level. You, you know, like if That's he the continued, second one. right? Make for listeners, he would He's kind of our our quote unquote best field player. You know, like um, but Ben has always kind of achieved. He's always kind of set himself a goal to to achieve. But you know, we did like a Maryville Day in the Life camp, and he got home and he was like, I don't. I don't want to do that. Ben, like your ben, oldest. Right. Okay. Um, I don't, I just kind of want to go and, and be in college. And, and he knows how important grades are and how it's hard right now. You know, like during, during mm -hmm. high school season, I mean, it's practice every night from 3.30 to 5.30 or he has a game or he has this. Well, he also has school and he also has a social like life-ish, you know, like where there's a lot of Xbox time. Right. But, you know, like there's, there is a trying to find that balance. Yeah. So when you're looking at 11 year olds coming off the field and after a win and they're not okay, we need to do a self-check. Like we need to, to sit back yeah. and say, this might not be the right place for them. Um, when looking for a new club, I never, because of Zach's basketball schedule, we, set, we told Lufus, listen, we'll have to move down. We're not, gonna, we're not committing to months and months of travel. 
different. Like he's he plays basketball. Like I'm not. Um, one of the leagues was it started in November and went until May. Well, that's basketball season. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's going to be a no for us. So when we decided to move over to a different club, that's a smaller club with a coach that understands and has three student athletes that are in college currently. Right. Um, that he understands that balance of, mm-hmm. of what we need to do. Um, and not necessarily penalizing. Right. Us. So like Zach right now has preseason basketball training. And so I messaged and I said, hey, we've got, we're going to leave 15 minutes early. We'll get to basketball 15 minutes late. He goes, don't get him to basketball late. I don't want him to hate me. I don't want him to hate Boom, right there. going to soccer because he wants to go to basketball and he doesn't want to be embarrassed either way. You know, like he doesn't want to leave early and come in late. Like he, but only, only make one. And he's like, we don't have a game for two weeks. Just go. He doesn't even come, you know, like, so it kind of gives him so much more of a, of a balance. And, and he's enjoying soccer again because it's not a job for him. Like he's, he loves being with the team. He loves being with the kids. Um, but when we were looking at the, the clubs and, and different options and stuff, they're, they're in a league that does have some travel and we know what dates they are and we have that that coming through in our world still i i i love a good out-of-town tournament right like like who doesn't love that and an (laughs) out-of-town league is so anticlimactic it's like having a whole season of round robin tournaments that you only win on points and there's no semifinal and there's nothing to work for and you're going all these places and you're playing two games over the weekend and you come home and then what in the end of may you win like well, well that's it's really delayed gratification on that one <laughs> and for a 12 well, year old that doesn't there's no, no like, gratification what? versus standing there with potentially a medal and a trophy right it makes sense to them right yeah having a semi-final going to a final like so we're still in a league that i don't love yeah i don't love that uh, that um regional league that you're you're playing in um right. and truthfully at 12 all of those leagues are parent egos and less mm-hmm. about the development for the kids because we're in like a, a slice of division we're holding our own we're not doing we're not blowing them out of the water but we're not losing uh, by a ton there's competition here there's competition here and i'd rather do all the tournaments if we want to go out of town three times and do three tournaments i think that's great like the the experience that you have and you have that point total and you have come through and you have the semis and oh you got tied at the end and then you go to to uh, shootouts that's all so much more meaningful to come out and you've got hardware after a weekend but if you're just in a weekend in, in kansas city and you're like cool got four points we got four points <laughs> you know like and then it, it tallies up to the end of the season and you're like my our kids aren't mls neck they yeah. aren't mls they aren't the cardinals you know like it's not as 162 well, game season then. <laughs> i mean you kind of hit it on the head it's it's supply and demand <clears throat> the these leagues are exploding because there are parents that are filling to a degree filling their own egos via their kids and you know and it's a status thing Mm -hmm. um and i love what you're addressing here kind of that that need the impetus uh the focus on competition and team you know winning as a team and there being a reward because there is a significant uh debate between competition uh team first versus player development yeah for sure and and i think 
where do you, I, I remember being that parent too, is particularly with our firstborn and we're doing things now differently with our thirdborn, what that I wish I would have done is, when do you decide to be the squeaky wheel? Do you or do you not? Um, is this about us? George and I both played at, at high levels, you know, and there's, there's ego involved, I'm not gonna deny that. Um, and then it's really reminding ourselves too, it's not our journey. It's like ours is done. It's good. I don't want to do it again because my back would hurt. So, so everything Maybe. hurts, everything hurts. Um, even older women's leagues, I'm like, I don't know. Right. And so like our days are done. So it's gotta be theirs. And am I willing to, I think with our thirdborns for sure together that are playing still together, I knew when you guys were moving. Um, and I was like, I, I, I know exactly what they're thinking. Cause it's what we're thinking mm -hmm. that in the end of the day, as much as Liam says, you know, he'll pick city if FC Barcelona doesn't take him that, uh, you know, if, if, uh, you know, I don't want him to be crushed as a 12 year old to maybe get somewhere that he might may or may not be at right. 22 years old. Right. Um, They're pu yeah. prepubescent. Yeah. Like, no, he, yeah. So my, my 12 year old is bigger than my 15 year old. Is that going to always be true? We don't know. No, like, yeah. We have no idea. So, Same thing with Liam. You know, his seven-year-old sister is closer to him in height than the one who's only two years old. Than right. Him. He hates it. Right. He hates it. So I, to make him at 12 or 11 decide his future and say, you are going all in on soccer and this is what you're going to do, is not fair to him, but it's not fair to us either. Like, um, to have a club say, if, if you want to play at this high of a level... Um, then you have to give everything else up. Well, I also don't want him to have an ACL tear by the time he's 14. You know, like I, so he needs to be cross training. He needs to be doing other things, like not always doing the same thing. So, you know, we're huge advocates of like running and doing things on our own as well. Where is Zach on that though? Is he, uh, just curious as to the, your kid is, is he like, are you holding him back or are you, do you know? Kind of back and forth. Um, he's a very big love the one you're with. So like after a <laughs> soccer practice, like he's like, yeah, that was awesome. I did, I did great. He got to play the field the other day and he was like, you know, thinking he's freaking messy now. Like he's, <laughs> uh, like goalkeepers. Aren't, aren't they all? Right. I mean, he's, he's like, mom, you should have seen it. I was playing like an attacking mid. I got the three ball, three ball. That did it. I'm like, great. That's awesome. I'm glad you had fun. You know, like, that's what I want you to do. I want you to have fun. I want you to keep that that energy alive and then he'll come out of a basketball practice and it'd be like I sank three threes and I did this and I like the kids that he's <laughs> defending too I mean they're they're already five seven and you know like the kids like right at five foot and they're in t they're 12 and I was like you know your future's not gonna be basketball but like it's okay like yeah. you can do that so um one of one of our good friends owns a um, restaurant up in St. Peter's and he's good friends with um and I can't remember his last name, but it's Patrick that played first slew. He was the goalkeeper. Um, he went to Francis Howell, and he's a Columbus Crew goalie now. Oh, um, oh my God. Keep talking. Okay, so <laughs> he's got to get the computer. His it's mom good. had said, yes. you know, like, we, we never made him choose. And guess what? Both coaches understood that. Boom. But they're right there. Right. That's what you have. They both understood his future could be either way. Like, he was right. a great basketball player. He was a great goalie. Patrick Schulte. Yes. Boom. I was thinking, yeah. Okay. So um, they never made him decide, I'm only going to specialize in this. And he played all, both sports all four years of, co of high school. And, I also and then to, he signed oh. with SLU. You know, like, so, I mean, it, yeah. it. And I have to bring up parent culture, too, is important because I, and I understand, by the way, being a coach who 
also dealt with with having the multi-sport because I literally like would take her from gymnastics to Oakville United practice and then oh maybe there was hitting for softball I'm like I thought it was like this was crazy it is you know you have to have also a culture as a coach for that which is hard because when you promote the multi-sport athlete which we all know is is great you're gonna make some sacrifices. They're mm-hmm. going to miss some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to have your parent sideline, everybody else not being jackasses about, oh, so-and-so left early and still got playing time. You have to have, it has to be everywhere. Right. Your whole team has to believe that. And that, of course we wanna be there and we all wanna support them being whole rounded individuals. Like if we could invent a teleportation device, it would be amazing. Like if I could get from Crevecore Park to Principia in four minutes, like and that would be amazing. Uber. It's right? not Uber. Right. Um, I, I think too, like we we got very lucky and the one another goalkeeper came over with us to JB Marine. Um, and that is going to be a, a big fallback um, relief. Going to a smaller club time, sometimes you think like, oh my gosh, if we do have a basketball tournament and there is a conflict and it's the basketball championship or it's a slice of game, he's going to go to the basketball championship. Like that, that's going to be what takes precedent. And then we he doesn't have to feel it, like, but he's not going to let everyone down. Right. You know, like there's another goalie that's there. Um, we do have smaller numbers, but th- that's okay too. Cause that means they're getting when he's not in the net, he's playing the field. And like, how awesome is that? Like we we were laughing because like. Roman that, Berkey told me in an interview, he did that as a youth, that he yeah. would, would split time with the goalkeeper. Well, yeah. and, and Jen's husband, yeah, George. <laughs> so my Zach is a very fast runner. He is no endurance, but like he can <laughs> run. One sprint. One sprint. <laughs> Give me the like, ball. <laughs> and, and George said, he was like, I've never seen anyone run a 40 as fast as he did. Like he, he really, can outrun basically anything. And he's done some track and he's run run track and he's got this sprint speed. So he's George is like, I can't wait for him to show that in a game. And everybody's gonna go, whoa. Whoa, this is a, <laughs> that's the <a> goalkeeper? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, goalies usually come up and they're like, okay, let's do this. Right. Um, we gotta work on the endurance part. You know, yeah. like, you know, he still runs a 16 minute mile when it, even <laughs> like in gym class. <laughs> I was like, dude, I that's can walk awesome. a 12 minute. Like, let's. <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> But let's circle back to, if you don't mind, to, to Charlie. So, so Ben's the firstborn, mm-hmm. Charlie's the secondborn, Zach's the thirdborn. So we kind of did, we did some Ben, we did some, Zach. we did a little Charlie, Zach, but Charlie came back. He came back. I, I yeah. was shocked when you posted that. I know. So I thought um, he was like, he was done. Dun, dun, we, dun, dun. we took a, a meaning came back to soccer. soccer. He came yeah. back to soccer. Right. Yeah. So, um, he tried out, he made it, um, onto a Marquette team. He was actually, um, identified for the JV team. And at the end of the day, it was better for him to get more playing time at freshman team, freshman level. Um, so he'll get the, was told that he'll get called up if there's an injury or anything like that. There's just so many kids on a high school team, right? Right. So he's getting a lot of good playing time, but I really attribute the excitement of the world cup in November kind of reinvigorated. Like he was more curious. It's kind of like, okay, this is a sport that broke my heart, but that's an awesome game. And all of these games were so tight. I mean, you've got like Mexico not getting qualifying at the end and like all of these things. And we just sat and watched for the, we were very sick a couple days that we had to (laughs) not go to school. (laughs) Um, But I, I, and I, that kind of ignited it. And then the, when city came in and had all of the excitement and all of the, um, just just the, the ceremony of a new team and, and these players 
winning hearts of these kids quickly, you know, like, and, right. and the way that they did it, um, it was very grassroots, you know, like it was not, um, you know, Loven staying after or Berkey staying after and giving out his gloves or exchanging, getting shin guards to the, to the kids in the, in the stands. And like, these were things that like were awesome to a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old. Yeah. But they were, they probably didn't mean that much to them. You know, like, here, here's my shin guards. I don't know. Which is barely like, a shin guard, by the way, right. Leuven. And Aiden Leuven, that is not a real shin guard. Liam's a, got one, too. It's a credit card. It's a piece of foam. <laughs> exactly. It's a somehow, piece of foam. I, somehow, we don't have season tickets. Uh, we've gotten um, several games. But Charlie has made it to almost every game. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, how, did, how are you managing yeah, this? What, what's, your, what's your side gig? <laughs> like, he's like, oh, I'm going with this person. I'm going with this person. I'm going with this person. So this summer, when he started touching the ball again, the first t time he put, picked up a ball, he started juggling and was a well over 150 juggles. And he's like, I'm still him. I was like, guess what? You never stopped being him. You just let people get in your head to say that you weren't. You always had that. And it rightfully crushed his heart. Right. I, 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 can't, I can't blame him for being like, I'm done. Right. I can't win here. Right. I, and so he was a good offer 18 months and didn't play a game for 18 months. Um, started start his playing great soccer for Marquette. Um, he signed with a he signed up to do a um, JB Marine team for the spring, um, and with Pete Calico. And um, he no is Pete. yeah he is he's really 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 excited. And I think just he needed that break to refocus. Um, and it was never that we pushed him too hard too fast. I think he pushed himself, and I think he was taking. Um, all of his soccer skill was so good and he had such a love of the game and he let himself and coaches or teammates or um, just the external factors tell him he wasn't good enough. Right. And, um, and things he couldn't control either. Right. You, you can't control you, your you height. You know, if, if a coach that, and, and two or three of the coaches that, that he had were my height are smaller and so it was like you're i'm five seven so it's not like these aren't big men that are saying you're too small to to do things how about say work on your core strength i need you to stay stronger on the ball i need you to do squats i need you to do but grow <laughs> is like well, the, the one thing you if don't there was have a control liam over. would take it right now right tell him i mean if you told liam right now you're not fast enough what will liam be, be doing He'd go outside and practice right now, like sprints totally. and, and fast footwork and all <laughs> so that. Yeah. He'd be you, like, come outside with me. Let's, let's go. Race. Let's go, mom. The honesty in coaching needs to be, listen, you are there, but you're not good enough yet. You need to work on this, 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 and this. We never got that construction. Right there. And I want to point that out because you work in a preschool, mm -hmm. right? You work in a preschool where we get excited because my kid's a bright star. Or they still <laughs> name the same thing, a firefly or whatever they are. Got, you know, all those yeah. names. And you, we would have meetings and where you're getting feedback on your kid. Like, mm -hmm. are they hitting their milestones? Is my kid being a jerk face in, in class? You know, do I have the angel or do I have the Liam? <laughs> or whatever that might look like. And honest critique and feedback i know it's so uncomfortable right it's some it's it's really uncomfortable to sit there and look at somebody and tell your kid like in a preschool setting it's like they disrupt my class all the time mm -hmm. but i can't i can't help them unless i know is right. like what kind of that that specific honest and 
d- uncomfortable feedback right. would have helped back then. Right. Versus totally. the, hey, he's doing great. And it wasn't. No. And so, like, I always joke, like, in my preschool, like, I'm, we have the very hard job of being the first people to tell a parent that their kids aren't perfect. And it does not, it does well, not. But that's not what they're paying tuition for. No. <laughs> they, they, that doesn't, they don't want the truth. It's not heard. Any, it does not, it's not heard. Right. So um, by the time they get into elementary school and they're hearing it again, it's kind of like, oh yeah, they kind of have been telling me that. Um, but when you have coaches that keep advancing and keep doing things and saying, this is where we're headed and they keep allowing that to happen, but then benching without conversation or to, to like Liam, what, what happened with us with Liam, um, developing, 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 we're all committed to development, we're committed to doing this, and then all of a sudden kids were put down on a lower team for a tournament, and it was like, well, wait a second, that's not developing, that, that kind of is a cop-out. Like, you, you, you've had him now three nights a week for uh, 12 months, and if he's not good enough, then, then we need to figure out why. Like, why is he not achieving this level? Why ha- what are you doing to help him get there? Why are we just gonna push him down to another team that that doesn't make sense either? You know, like, um, and sometimes with the bigger clubs, I do, I do know that they're focusing on that top, top level, right? Um, and it becomes kind of a farm system everywhere else. But there are several kids that were lower levels than Liam and Zach that are on our current team that there's no reason why they weren't playing at our level or higher. They're, they're very... There was one reason. Height. Right. It was very simple. <laughs> I'll say it if you won't say it. It was height. Yeah. And they're 11 or 12. And they're 12. And, like, and, and I get that. Like, if that's the criteria, tell me the criteria, and then I will make an informed decision as a parent if I want to play right. in this game. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. If we ever wanted to go to that higher level and Zach was ready for that... I would go back to Lou Hughes in a heartbeat. We did not leave with no, same. with sour grapes. Like it was more, this is better for us. This is better for our family. And I don't want you to be upset because Zach is choosing basketball sometimes. But I also don't want you to make him choose soccer because if you're to asking him right now, make a choice, he'll say basketball. And, and we're okay with that for some to a point. But like, I also know I want him to play high school. I want, I see, I you know like when, it's Marquette versus CBC in the district final, and it's the last-minute goal that's, that Marquette scores to knock CBC out. You know, like, and the entire stands come out on the... When are they going to get that? Like, right. even Charlie, during the MLS Next games that he would go to, I mean, you've got 42 people maybe in the stands. Um, no, one's, no one's rushing the crowd. No one's... City 2 games are, are bigger now, but, like, last year when they were played at Crave Core, I mean, you're, you've got just a handful of people. You're not, you're, you don't have that school pride of like, what is happening? And, and, you know, I don't want to get into the debate between the, the academy level and the high school level, because I know that's such a hot topic, but okay, it, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and but, your mic is off. <laughs> but I think that like, we've had, we've had several friends that are, that were playing, you know, U17 city and that walked away because they, we're playing for their mom or they're playing for huddle or they're playing for VO. Yeah, but isn't this never. the point right here? It's fit. And so in, in the work I do with athletes with on the mindset side, sometimes we'll talk, you know, I'll, they'll go quiet for a while and then uh, here they come because it's tryout time, right? Right. And it, it, you're looking at it, it, it and I want them to also be sure is you're looking obviously 
to be a fit for the team, but are they a fit for you? Right. And that is important. And that was really important for our Liam, the, the third born is, <laughs> is, is this system right now that you are currently in, they're saying you can come back. Are they a fit for you? And, and so a little bit different from Zach, Liam would have chosen soccer all the way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, all the way, baby, I'll go pro now. Give me the contract. I'll go sign be me up. I'll yeah. be Messi's roommate. It'll be great. You know, he's, <laughs> he's ready to, to be that. Um, but for us, we, we put a little bit more parental decision on it for thing. I, we really need to consider another option because right now we could see it. This isn't fitting you mm-hmm. and it, we don't have to leave on bad terms. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine, but there is a different fit for you right now for your development. It's not where you are. Right. And so fit, 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 fit. Well, and changing your position, you know, like Liam played def- defense for two for Zach, years for two years and never got the opportunity to move up. And now he's playing up and he was the player of the game two weeks ago. Like uh, th- stop it. He already knows it. Oh. He won't let anybody he said, he won't, won't talk about it. <laughs> He was, he was awesome. I mean, he played awesome and he's just, um, that's what you want to see. You want to see, you want to see those huge smiles coming off because guess what? I know I played well. I know I got that goal at the end. I, 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 on a four to one game, it doesn't matter. I earned it, you know, like, and, and the pride that he had for that is going to take him so much further than a five to three victory that you come off in tears because you left, let up two goals at the end of the game, you know, like, why are, why? Like, and, and fit like the, the, you can't like, and I'm not, I'm not, I've got two girls that play in a larger club in a quote system and systems fit certain people. Like the system right. is fine, but sometimes they don't. And when they don't, sometimes that small team where the club, you know, the coach knows everybody's favorite color. That's kind of what we have our boys on right now. And, and I love it so much because Liam will go up to coach Gober who I'm, I'm pretty sure Liam knows that coach is pulling his leg, but it'll be like, I get to 112 juggles and he's, and coach will be like, Oh, awesome. I just got to 130 and Liam's like, damn it. And so he goes back out. It's like, he knows he's pulling his leg, but it's this really great camaraderie yeah. that I don't think Liam knew he was missing until he got it. Right. Well, and, and coach Gober and coach McEwen are, are working with the boys. There's Matt McEwen who's like, gets it right. <laughs> um, and last night they had, they don't have a game for two weeks. So last night they just did a fun practice. It was small sided games and Gober was coaching and he was playing with them and he scored the winning goal and ripped off his, his penny. And <laughs> he like, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. And it was like, okay. I mean, he's, Liam you know, must've been on the posing team because he did not tell that story. Old kid. You know, like he's, and that's what is, is so refreshing. And, um, yes, he's a dad coach, but he doesn't have a child on the team. McEwen is, I mean, high, highly touted. And I mean, his 06 team is phenomenal. Um, but like, those are the guys that like, they also get it. They, they know that, guess what? We're going to have a school concert and it's going to suck. And my kid does not want to go, but he has to, you know, like, and we've got to do that. And it's not, um, having had some younger coaches that we've loved and like the, Mm -hmm. the technical training has been fantastic. Like, um, but the reality of these 11 year olds still have other commitments and they can't be soccer all the time. They have to have other, other things they're doing. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sitting here just kind of gobbling up, uh, both of your perspectives from this. And it's like, you know, because I'm in the same position as you, you know, all my kids have been in the systems. Two of them are knee deep in it. Um, and I think that there's a ton of, non-malicious disconnect between the clubs, the coaches, the directors, and kind of their mission statement within the club. And then you have the the families, parents like yourself, 
uh, you, you tend to be way more advanced in so much that you guys are very cognizant of the reality of the situation with, with your boys. And I think that, you know, it's a tough road. It's a tough landscape because the expectations are so high. You know, we were talking about college a little while ago and, you know, and there's the majority of parents that have kids that are maybe uh, elevated to maybe slightly elevated and above. The, the, the expectations are just not realistic because they're not aware of the landscape. They're not aware of what these paths really look like. So what you guys have been talking about as far as like kid culture and that car ride home and are they having fun and like if you if those things are uh focused upon d1 coaches i don't care who it is scouts anywhere in the world if a kid is that good they're going to be found it doesn't really matter where they're at there's certain pathways easier now with social media oh than my even God. back that, in our day right and that's really kind of my point here and this is what like for the parents that are listening you know trying like trying to figure out where do i fit where's my kid etc look let them have fun if they are the best team or excuse me if they're the best player on any given team yes. and they're neutral they're on the wrong team right they need to be middle of the pack and they need to be challenged if they truly love the game and want to mm-hmm. excel if that's not important to them then completely shift your parameters. Logistics, who are the other families, who's their buddies? Sidelines are important too. Oh my I mean, God. I just, I'm, I'm just getting to know my, my, you, so we, the, we, the hotel lobby crew. Yeah. Right? The mm-hmm. hotel you gotta get, lobby you gotta crew, get that right. The, you know, you and I align with three kids, but then I did one more dumb, uh, <laughs> she's seven and, but she, again, they, they played and, and they're, George and I are definitely know where we are in the pack. We're like the oldest parents. Oh, we're yeah. the we're ones seasoned. who like everybody ran over to get a picture in front of the goal. I'm like, why are we doing this? This is game one. This is stupid. And they're like, everybody first game together. I was like, oh, okay, get your phone out and pretend like you're taking a picture. <laughs> Just I text, like, this text is that stu- to yeah, me, can please. Can you give it to me? And like everybody's like, picture, the phones are in the way and Harper's like, somebody's covering my face. I'm like, I love you. I hope people had fun. So like the perspective and I want to like, they're a good team. They're good little seven-year-olds and they... They were awesome, and I'm so astounded. She made a couple of shots where I was like, oh my God, are you like 14 rather than seven? But at the same time, because of experience, I wanna like take all these really like excited new, where their seven-year-olds are the firstborn and be like, listen, <laughs> it's gonna be a while, and it's a road, and enjoy every step, and just know that like nobody's going pro right now. Like, let's yeah. enjoy this and be great, but let's also not put so much pressure on them so that they don't like what happened with you. Total like, burnout. Love, right. Burnout, don't love it anymore. And I also, I'm carrying the weight of, you know, Harper, sometimes I, I feel like she might think she's carrying the weight of the world because nobody's scored yet and she's typically a goal scorer. It's like, no, you're not. You have a, an entire team. Mm-hmm. You don't carry the weight of this thing. You're only seven. You should be asking me about a concession stand ticket right now. Right. Well, and it's so funny. Having a, my oldest, if he was the goalie, my world would be very different, right? Like um, my youngest ben, being yes. the goalie, my youngest being the goalie, it's kind of like, well, I mean, he got through 11 other people. So like, what do you want to do? <laughs> like you, you, you have a Talk little bit Talk to more. Liam who now, is in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you, um, I still do get more active minutes during a soccer game because I am the person pacing up and down and nervous about they both, this. She and Chris are so nervous still. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, They're very tense. It's, it's very tense. It's a very tense situation. Um, but it's always a kind of in 
jest, you know, like, I, like, like in, in a game, I'm, I don't like to sit. I don't like to sit and oh, I yeah. don't want to sit and talk to anybody no, else. They're going to move around a lot too. So I'm going to go to the one end you, of the you field. You can come hang out yeah. with the soccer dads. Cause we don't do that. Like yeah. we're, we're down by the flag. Yeah. No yeah. chairs. Totally by but myself. But she moves too. Move. She, you got to keep up. Put your I, oh, we don't move. I, I, I sit down. I'll, I, I squat. I, um, it, I get more and more nervous through the to game. To be fair though, your kid though is put in a lot more high like, pressure. Li- yeah, high pressure. So like, so like Liam might take somebody on a 1v1, but he's further up the field. Even if he's the last defender, there's still Zach behind him. So right. I don't know. I don't have goalies. I don't know what that's like, but I would feel like that that is a lot more pressure to be like my kid's about to you know either get pummeled or pummel some kid or right. whatever it's going to look like well it's so funny because chris will go with me over to the to the one end and some of the parents are like you're going down there and he's like yeah i'm his adhd medicine like he doesn't pay attention all the time <laughs> <laughs> hey wake up over here like they're coming filter. where's the filter <laughs> So, so um, in in the world of three boys and completely different experiences, um, it's funny. And because what was the age rate? So Ben's what? 17, 17 15, and 12. 12. Um, when I look at my 17-year-old who never played at the highest level in any club, like he was always on the second team, the third team, you know, all this stuff. He's starting varsity for Marquette High School, which is in one of the top classes and districts in, in the area. And he's getting great playing time and he's learning. He's played so many different positions. It makes him relevant anywhere. You know, like in, so, so relatively yeah. speaking, would you say that he's had fun the whole time? I think probably at the end of the day, he's probably the one that like was <clears throat> had the least pressure and the most fun at this point. You know, like and 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 coming through. We Charlie Charlie and Zach's Charlie journey. had a really like a white and black kind of contrasting journey. Right. That's and, and and we don't know where that's gonna go. You know, like he's um he's enjoying the game again, and that's all I want for him. And yeah. we've let him ride the bus. You know, like he's driving the bus uh, as to what he does next. You know, like if you want to do that, that's fine. He was the one that saw the the kick around option and said, I'll go. I'll, I'm a couple of my friends are gonna go. You know, like okay, that's fine. So we're like okay, like we're so. And you guys are in the background, like yay! Yes, don't don't show I mean, him that we're interested. I know. Seriously. <laughs> We're like totally a hands off. Be cool. Like, be cool. We want. We love. As they bring home golf clubs. Right. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we love watching our kids play, and I think that that's that's um, right now it, we, with a freshman in a varsity. Guess what? That happens um, almost every game. They're in the same times in different locations. So today it's at Ledoux and at Marquette. I remember you Both told me, I was like, wait, like, she wants to meet some Ledoux or Marquette. That is not like right by each other. What are we going right, to do? Right. So um, that kind of stinks because you always are missing somebody's game. And I, that's what we hate. And then it would like the one week, like it's, and you know this, like you'll get your schedules and it's like, oh, everybody has something at noon on Sunday. And we have nothing on Saturday. Right. So we just tell all the kids, oh, yeah. we're just going to go to who we love more. Yeah. Do your chores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But see, my kids are probably like, no, 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 no. I, I'll go by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a ride. Yeah. Which one of you need a ride? <laughs> that laundry is unfolding itself. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the perspective that I have is so different. And it's so, with the with boys, too. I mean, you're you're talking so much mental health and, and making sure that they're becoming good humans too for the right reasons um i I, having an older child that's on a varsity team i mean he's kind of he's been around a lot of underage drinking and a lot of parties and things but he's so scared to 
cross that bridge and get caught. Um, and he knows the, the consequences for that. And so, you know, having, having those things hanging over your head is really important too. And um, being part of, you don't ever want to let anyone down. Your grades are up because if you have any class that you're yep. lower than a certain level, then you can't play. And I think all of those things are so vital and so important for the kids. And um, that, you know, you have Officer Nelson, he's doing the right thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> 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 Poor Ben. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, thanks, Mom. Thanks for that. <laughs> but like so many great things, I think, from just, I think there's a lot of listeners who can, you know, might have a Ben, mm-hmm. might have a Charlie, might have a Zach, um, can definitely feel what it's like, the, the push and the pull from being like, you know, my job is to be an advocate, but I also need to help him, him or her advocate for themselves and, and how hard that is and, and how many times you regret sometimes either going one way or the other and that it really comes down to the fact that there is no one right answer. There, there is no one recipe. There's a lot of different ways to make the and bread. What works for your oldest is not going to work for your youngest and yep. you have to oh, completely, no. you have to completely turn it around for the middle kid and Wait. make it his idea. Well, you know, and the thing is like, Thank you. in our house, what we've done maybe not even realizing it over the past two years, three years, whenever, especially since Beckett's really been running in the Academy world and Max is starting to excel, I've learned to stay one step behind them. Like instead of like being the leader in the tip of the arrow, like, well, my kid's going to do here. We're going to go play this club. We're going to do these trainings, this extra, blah, blah, blah. We are one step behind them waiting for them to say, we like this. We want to go do extra. We want to go to football club or, Hey, can you get us a new blender? Cause we want new smooth, you know, better smoothies, whatever it is, as long as they continue to exhibit that interest in their individual drive, because you guys know better than anybody. If, if we put them in a club or on a team in which the drive is exceptionally high and their personal motivation is even if it's like one step down, that's not good enough. Nope. Right. You know, and that creates that tension. Now it's like, as parents, well, the club's not helping us, or the club's not paying attention to my kid's need. And you know, it's it's so it's so great to hear how you guys have managed it. Like, let the kids drive the bus. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys put the gas in it, you'll air up the tires, mm-hmm. but they have to choose the path. And I think too, like, one of the things that I had had heard from, and I and I this is great advice. So kids get overwhelmed as much as we do and they've got a lot on their plate they have eight classes they have soccer they have this they have friends they have all of these commitments and things that that are can be overwhelming overwhelming doesn't mean unachieved correct it doesn't mean they're lacking so i think sometimes it's very easy to be i'm overwhelmed i'm i can't do this anymore and i'm done and it, that doesn't have to happen. It's just the self-awareness that I'm overwhelmed. I need to ask for help. And, and teaching our kids how to ask for help and advocate for themselves, that's a very, very, very hard thing to do um, from a soccer standpoint, from an educational standpoint, from an emotional standpoint. Um, overwhelmed behavior and feeling overwhelmed, you almost feel so hopeless. And you have like a... Um, Everything keeps crashing down on me, I, and I don't, I don't know how to get out of it. That, but having that, those thoughts doesn't mean that you're not accomplishing anything. You're probably accomplishing way more than the average 
bear and and you're getting overwhelmed because you are feeling that you've done so much um so trying to instill that like you yes algebra is gonna be hard (laughs) and i know that when you have an act lab time you'd rather spend it with your friends but you probably need to go sit down with your algebra teacher because you're going to feel overwhelmed in three days when you are studying for that test and you don't understand it right so an ounce of prevention is also you know so meaningful and same with soccer you know like um if you're not running and training and feeling good and confident when you have to go up against a big big opponent you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to you're going to make mental errors out there and you're going to make passes that you know that you've never done that like why are right. why are you forcing this so like um just trusting themselves and i think that is that's a really really hard thing as a parent to sit on a sideline and know they're not playing they're they're, they're not the same right now um and knowing why um and not being able but there's your curiosity but if there's if there's one one tool that we all have that i think i know i forget about sometimes because i go on the offense or maybe i'm on the defense and i think action um when i've remembered or accidentally fell into being curious like why do you feel that way what do you think about that whether it's with them whether it's with the coaches curiosity if you, if you have to do one thing get really curious mm-hmm. about what your kid is going through mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. I mean, I've had a child that I had set back and then regretted not, not having more of a voice and say, just be honest with him. Don't, don't keep him on this train that is no, going nowhere like, right. for no reason. Um, but then also to know that you've got kids that, you know, like we don't know what's going on in their heads all the time. And, and just that self-awareness that like, Having a, a good, strong family together is is important, and it's funny because like we'll make our bigger kids come to our little kids' games, and you know they they fall asleep on the sidelines. <laughs> but, yeah. but they're there. But they're there. But they're there. <laughs> but I think that that is at the end of the day, like really, what is important? You know, knowing knowing Zach has his his two older brothers at the game. If they're watching or not, he doesn't know. Um, right. They came. They came and they showed up, and it's the same as parents. And knowing that that showing up is is takes that overwhelming feeling away from them you know like that they can they can give you um a lot less um overwhelmed behavior so well we are uh, we're at that time so thank you very much for yes. joining us i had so much fun awesome conversation yes. part two sometime in the future i know we gotta like, get an update on everybody guest. <laughs> <laughs> a recurring guest jv we don't have to worry about booking we have a recurring guest we'll just keep it yeah uh happy hours circle seven we've got it down right yeah absolutely <laughs> well thank you for joining us um Jin, as always it's been a pleasure awesome uh give us a follow uh check out mind to define on all those social platforms coach jen uh will hook you up with more insight on uh, her day job which is super cool helping kids navigate this process as well so we're gonna roll out of here real quick with uh the last name that was on your wish list how about a little lizzo all right you know that? we'll <laughs> see you next Nelson. time <laughs>